Welcome to Invest Stories. Whether you're a seasoned pro looking for that next step or a newbie investor not sure where to start, Invest Stories unlocks the mindset, strategies, and techniques of high performers across business, real estate, and investing to help you level up your journey to financial freedom. This is Invest Stories Monday Mindset. Booyah! Welcome to the all new Invest Stories podcast. We, if it's all new, Kyle, should we still keep the booyah? Are you kidding me? That's the only reason people listen to this. Booyah. Everybody yeah, loves so the booyah. If you want to keep the booyah, write a review. <laughs> <laughs> or don't. Yeah. If or you don't, don't like the booyah, don't, don't like it. Yeah. Actually, that's going to backfire. Anyway, welcome yeah. to Investories. I'm John Hooper, your host. And with me is Kyle Robertson, co-host. Kyle Robertson. How are you doing, Kyle? I'm good, bud. How are you? Good. Yeah. How's yeah. your How's your week going? It's good. It's it's doing it's it was it's been good. My sister was out. She got to visit for a little while. So she lives in Texas. Flew all the way over here to to the West Coast. So it was it was fun to see her. And I picked up a new sport. Oh, what's the sport? I'm gonna wait for you to ask me what it is. What is uh, it? pickleball? Have you ever oh, yeah. played? Have you ever played pickleball before? Yes, yeah, where you throw a pickle at someone. It, no, not, I know what it not is. Not quite. Slow tennis, right? It's slow old person tennis. Yeah. Old person tennis. And, which uh, I like. It's actually not that slow, especially if you play one on one. And and uh I, I've been I've played like three times this week just because I've been sitting here trying to figure out, you know, we talked about uh the, the mindset episode we had uh a couple weeks ago. We talked about how to stay in shape and everything, making things fun, you know, and, and I was not getting any cardio whatsoever. I was just going to the gym and lifting a bunch, so trying to figure out how to get some cardio in there and somebody suggested doing pickleball. So I was like, all right, I'll try pickleball out. Freaking love it. I think it is such a blast. It's a, it's a lot of fun to play. I want to play it. It sounds good. It sounds like just a fun, there, like, fun game. No, well, there's a lot of, there's a lot of good videos online. If you want to make fun of it, it it's <laughs> which, which no, is, I'm like, not making fun of it. Oh, I know. No, it. I know you're not. I'm just saying it's like the most made <laughs> fun of sport in the world because everybody's like, I, I I don't even know what this now, is. Surely you know, that's anything Frisbee related, isn't it? Uh, you know, they don't, I don't know. I don't ever see anything about that, but I see, th- I see funny videos about pickleball all the time. Cause people are just like, yeah, what the heck is this? It's whatever. <laughs> Where did it come from? Hey, here's you know? my, as someone that goes for walks around the neighborhood with a, with a wide brimmed, like sporty kind of <laughs> paddleboard hat on, do, do you do whatever makes you happy? Cause who cares by the end of yeah. the day, right? Yeah, exactly. But that, that, that's really all I've been doing is I've been trying to, we're building a house right now, so that's taken up the majority of our of our capital. I haven't really been doing a whole lot of business, so we've been trying to do some fun <laughs> stuff and figuring out some some ways to enjoy life a little bit. Summertime, you know, spending time with the kids. So, what about you, John? Yeah. What have you been up to? Well, I nearly keeled over from uh, heat exhaustion the other day, so that oh, was fun. How'd you do that? I um, I listened to the man in Cupertino on my iPhone when I looked at oh. the temperature, and then when I went for a run, it turns out it was way hotter. Oh. <laughs> Yeah. How far did you run? You know, like three miles. But you know, when you're running and your hands are kind of tightening, and you're yes. like, "This this feels well. strange. I should probably stop." Yeah. It was listen kind of listen to the body. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. I was like, no, it's pro- probably be all right. Let's <laughs> buy a lake. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> so anyway, uh, yeah. So w- welcome to. I guess we're we're sort of saying new investories. We're we're kind of retooling. Um, we want to bring you guys as much value as possible. And we've been kind of trying to think about what that looks like. Uh, what kind of content would we like to listen to and um, what kind of conversations. So we're really ramping up the focus on the tactics 
and on how people are kind of crushing it in the, in what they do and how people less the kind of history lesson and more the kind of taking action thank you for watching invest stories don't forget um, to like what, share what and subscribe um, thank you for listening kind of to invest stories if you like what you've heard get you please consider sharing and writing a five-star review conversation so this is invest stories monday mindset thank you for listening to invest stories we'll be back tomorrow with tuesday techniques shoot us an email this is invest stories tuesday techniques check us out thank you for listening to invest stories we'll be back tomorrow with wednesday wins this right, is Invest Stories right, Wednesday we're, we're Wins. Bunch. I think Thank so. you for listening yeah. to Invest Stories. I don't know what everybody else Check thinks. Check out the full show yeah, on no, no, Friday on not. YouTube yeah. and wherever yeah. you get your podcasts. <laughs> so yeah, get in touch. And that could be uh, long-term rentals, mid-term rentals, syndication. It could be something we haven't thought about yet. Storage. It could be, I don't know, marinas, maybe. Investing in yachts. Yeah, uh, airplane or, hangers. I've heard about that before. Yeah, that's a hangers. thing. Airplane hangers. That's yeah. pretty cool. Or short-term rental, which brings me on to today's conversation. See what I did there, Carl. Slick. That was a good segue. That was a solid, yeah, solid. It's pretty good, pretty solid. And then yeah. talking about it probably takes the edge off of it. Anyway, <laughs> today, um, today we've got Trish and Laurie, and they've they uh, they run Remote Host Hub, uh, and it's all about the education of um, hosting short-term rentals so airbnb verbo and actually self-hosting and that's the really interesting part is like how do you cut the middle person out of um you know management fees that kind of stuff and i feel like we scrape the surface with this conversation but equally we give you some really good we, yeah <laughs> they give you some really good tactics on how to select markets how to find properties how to set up properties uh tons and tons of great content kyle any i've kind of said everything but anything to add to that list yeah it, it got me thinking and you know they they painted a picture and of what it, of what it's like to do you know and i'm not in the short-term rental space like i've said a thousand times but it's I, i'm super fascinated by it and they they did a really great job of of describing what their process is and it got me thinking about how you know as far as society is concerned there are so many different subsets off of one industry you know think about short-term rental as an industry. And now you've got cleaners, you've got management. And then, you know, if you decide to do your own direct booking website, you've also got, you know, um, web hosting and all these other things. And it's like what, what they're doing with this, with uh, a direct booking website really does save you a tremendous amount of money, mm -hmm. a tremendous amount of logistics. And they're here to teach you. They, they want to tell you all about it. And, um, you know, they'll, they'll talk about that at, toward the end of the episode there. And you can find out how to get in touch with them and how to essentially, like John said, cut out that middle person and, and make your, your business more profitable. Yeah. And they also offer up a ton of tools and resources um, directly on their website. So the link should be in the show notes, um, but really worth going to, to check out. And I think the, uh, the other thing that really... Um, early on and then kind of looping back to the later part of the conversation is is the tribe building piece yeah and it is kind of not working in isolation it's finding people who are trying to do the same thing as you and learning and growing together and holding each other to account so there's some really good conversations around that uh, as well so uh yeah without further ado here's the episode Welcome to the Investories podcast, Trish and Laurie. Laurie, yes. right? Laurie. Did I say your name right? It's Laurie. 
So we have we have a fun uh, game, right, Kyle? That I just mess up everyone's names. It doesn't matter who. It's it's always going to be like fifty percent of the time. So I guess I've I've proved that rule. Um, Trish and Laurie are, are um, you know, ex accountants. So we're going to talk about that for sure because I'm terrible with accounting. Uh, Kyle, you're, no, you're pretty good, right? Gosh, no. That is the one part of my business that I avoid like the plague. I pay stupid amounts of money to have other people do that stuff for me. So, no. Yeah. There you go. There you go. The the smart people. Uh, And they're founders of Remote Host Hub. And Remote Host Hub is all about uh, how can you self-manage and cut out that 40% middle person uh, who likes to take a little bit of cut of your your short-term rental income. And we're going to talk about systems, processes, and lessons learned from that accounting background and kind of how you can uh, apply those. And also then just the general journey of uh, how do you go from being an accountant to uh, throwing kind of caution to the wind and becoming a full-time uh, investor. So thank you both for, for coming yeah, on, the, thanks for on the show. Us. Thanks for having So let's start at the start. And we're going to have to field questions weirdly. I don't think we've had this, Kyle, with uh, four lines, right? Four lines? You mean four people at once? Is that what you're talking about? Four, four, oh, yeah. Four we've, it's, yeah. It's been a minute. But yeah, yeah, we, we're going to handle this. We're, yeah, <laughs> the, the thing is, the, the rule is if there's two people talking, then you got to do, you know, rock, paper, scissors to see who gets to go first. So we'll, we'll pause the show. As you, yeah, great yeah. for audio, Kyle. <laughs> we go on YouTube, so we'll be able to see the whole thing. It's going to be super exciting. <laughs> That's yeah. true. That's true. So. But uh, Lori, Lori so, and Trish, if, if you don't mind, you know, I, I'm curious about, uh, uh, I guess, kind of your background, more or less, you know, we talk about origin stories on here all the time and, and how you guys got to know one another. You're both accountants. So did, were you accountants together? I guess, is that how you guys, how you guys met? Or was that just a common, a common back piece that, that got you guys to start talking and, and think of business? Yeah. So, um, so we actually met through GoBundance Women's Group. Um, so we were in a short-term rental pod together, and um, we were actually just getting started with our business, and we wanted to make sure that we weren't going to be creating another job for ourselves. I was quitting my job because I was getting tired of having to ask permission for anything that I wanted to do in my life, you know, having to ask for time off or you know, people saying that I couldn't have time off because I didn't have enough accrued, things like that. Um, So when I decided to quit my job, I needed something that was going to cash flow enough that it could cover what I was making on my W-2. So short-term rentals was a good option uh, for that. And then when we were first getting started investing, we didn't know what we were doing. So being part of a pod and having other like-minded people that we could talk to and ask questions, you know, that was really helpful. So Trish and I kind of got to know each other over wanting to create systems for our business because we didn't want to create another job for ourselves. So we started writing standard operating procedures for our businesses together. That's awesome. Um, in terms of finding that 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 pod or that tribe of people of like-minded people, you said GoBundance Women. What what does that look like? What's that program? So GoBundance is a mastermind. Um, they have a men's side and a women's side, and it's for people who are um, kind of entrepreneurial minded 
and um, looking to kind of grow in all different aspects of their life, um, personal life, um, business, and things like that. So they have like different, um, as she said, pods, but it's just like different groups of different special interests. So that was kind of how we came about. Interesting. And uh, it's kind of a, sorry, John, did I interrupt you there? <laughs> you did. But I'm Won't be the ahead. last time, I'm sure. So I, I like, I like hearing people talk about these sorts of things. And John and I have had, I don't know how many people on where we've talked about, you know, different types of masterminds and pod groups and and things like that. And Lori, I don't know if you were involved in any of the pods from the Maui mastermind or not, but, uh, but I am. And it's been one of the most beneficial parts of my business, I think. And um, what is it, what has it done for you? And is it highly, you know, I, this is not a supposed to be a discussion on GoBundance, obviously, because there are a handful of different programs out there, but you know, I think we can have, I, we can be honest and say, is the money well spent on this sort of thing? Cause that's something somebody always wants to know. GoBundance is not cheap. I know that. Is it worth the money? Do you, do you feel like you are getting a good return on your investment into the program? I mean, obviously you and Lori met up and now you've got your own, your own education business. So you're getting a return there. So do you recommend, I'm not just saying GoBundance is a specific one, but just in general, is this something that people need to be seeking out? Yeah, I think so. I've been, I think both Trish and I have been in a handful of different masterminds or accountability groups. We both did Jason DeRee's coaching for a while. Um, like you said, I have my pod with the uh, Maui Mastermind. Um, so we meet bi-weekly. Um, I think it just really helps to have people that keep you accountable, like GoBundance really had a good system of keeping you accountable and making sure that you're hitting your goals and people are actually there that you have to answer to if you're not hitting your goals. Um, so I, I'm not in GoBundance currently, and the only reason I transitioned out is because they were kind of going through a new transition with their leadership. Um, but I would definitely join again and I'm actually considering it. And I know Trish is still in there so she can give more insight into that also. Yeah, I like it. Um, I think it's good because it's not just uh, business focused, which is great because I mean, the reason that we got into short-term rentals was because we wanted to leave our W2 jobs and, not have another job, you know, we wanted to have a lifestyle that kind of we build our jobs around the lifestyle, not the lifestyle around the job. So I think that's really important. I think a lot of people in GoBundance are in the same mindset. I think that that's really admirable. And, you know, thinking beyond just numbers and like, I want, I want to earn X or I want to do X. It's really, uh, really interesting when people have like this design of a lifestyle around um that's kind of what my business is going to empower or push forward is that that piece what was the i guess trish in terms of the process or the conscious decision to step away from your w2 what did that look like was it just oh real estate that sounds like a good idea or what there's got to be a few steps right so what did that look like so um, it's kind of funny. Um, so I have always been interested in real estate because I love the idea of making money while you're sleeping, right? So like that, whenever I heard that, I don't even know when, um, I thought that was the greatest idea ever. So um, I was in, I was working for a real estate investment group and I was in the accounting department 
And it really wasn't, um, I was looking for short-term rentals at the time, but I didn't take the leap until I was told that the partnership was dissolving and I wasn't going to have a job anymore. So that was the point where I was like, oh, okay, I guess this is happening uh, for me instead of to me. And I decided to um, really take the leap. I was looking anyway at short-term rentals at the time, but that just pushed me into it because I was like, you know what? This is, I mean, you think your job is stable, right? And then things like that happen and you're like, well, it really wasn't that stable to begin with. So I might as well work for myself. So what's interesting is the, and, and Laurie, you're probably uh, able to talk to this as well, is the step from, so we have a short-term rental and the, there's, I don't find it that stable. <laughs> <laughs> and maybe that's just the, the risk averse version of me is like, this is, you know, this is, this is scary at times. Uh, so why short-term rentals, I guess, Trish? Well, short-term rentals, there were a couple reasons. One was um, the cash flow. The cash flow was if you buy right and you know you have an idea, like it's it, it's better than a long-term rental usually. Um, you're making more than a couple hundred bucks a month. And then um, the other thing was the lifestyle, of course, um, being able to use it, uh, being able to go to different places and not have to worry about you know finding a hotel or um, you know, those kinds of things are perks that I say, and having a place where you can invite your family and friends to come, um, is another perk. So those were the kind of things that I was looking for aside from just the cash flow. But the cash flow is pretty nice, right? <laughs> well, the cash flow is pretty nice. <laughs> uh, you know, I, I, I have not, uh, I haven't dabbled in the, the short-term rental space. I'm a hundred percent long-term rentals and it's, I'm trying to pick my words carefully here. Um, when when things change, which everything does, everything goes through an economic cycle, and you get th- long term rentals are are no exception to this. You know, when you're operating something like a short term rental, do you feel like, or is it just an outsider's view, my own, looking in, thinking that uh, does does it feel like you're overexposed because now you you're when you're I guess catering to a particular niche market like vacations. Um, if a, if the economy does really take a dive, my thought is, okay, well, the very first thing that's going to go away when people don't have expendable income is going to be vacations. Have you seen that? Have you had, have you seen, you know, since we've been having this, this whole interest rate thing going on for the last year and a half, have you seen vacancy rates start to go up and uh, issues? Cause I, I've, I've seen and heard some from some people, but I'm not really in that space deeply. So curious what you're observing. Yeah, I would definitely say there's been a big change since, you know, during COVID, everything shut down. And then immediately after, everyone had this huge desire to travel, right? So Airbnb just boomed. Everything went crazy. And then everyone and their mom decided that they're going to be a short-term rental host, even though they had no idea what they were doing. You know, they could just put up a house for rent and anyone would pay an exorbitant amount of money to stay there. Didn't matter, you know, what kind of amenities they had, what kind of house people just wanted to get out of their house. So a lot of people came into the market and there were a lot of properties that turned into short-term rentals. So people talk about oversaturation in the industry. Um, and then, like you're saying, you know, that now that there's an economic downturn, people aren't traveling as much. 
but I think it really depends on your market, the market you chose, the property and how you've set it, set it up, how you've made it stand out. Um, so I've definitely seen, I would say people are more uh, price conscious than they were. I wouldn't necessarily say that my occupancy is that much different. Like it seems like people are still traveling just as much, you know, the summers um, in hot springs are still super busy. Um, you know, summer to fall in Blue Ridge is still very busy. It's just people are looking for the deal a little more often, I would say. Um, and I think it also stems back to having really great reviews and people see that you're a good host. Um, so some of those people that don't necessarily know what they're doing are maybe getting bad reviews. And even though it looks like a good house, they're, you know, not really running it like a business. They're running it like a hobby. Um, so I think there's a number of things you can do to combat against it, but we also, you know, strictly invest in vacation markets because we also don't want to be affected by the short-term rental regulations. Like that's a, another big thing that's happening to people where they invest in residential areas and then the neighbors get mad and then they want short-term rentals to go away. And now what do you do? Um, but in our markets, you know, I, I would say that our homes are luxury enough that it's maybe not as affected by, you know, some of the people that are affected by an economic downturn. Um, and also it's our, the places that I've invested in are also great second home markets. So it's not even necessarily that people only travel there, but they'll buy second homes there. So even if it came to selling, there's still a market there. Thank you for listening to Invest Stories. We'll be back tomorrow with Tuesday Techniques. Please consider sharing and writing a five-star review. Check out the full show on Friday on YouTube and wherever you get your podcasts.